Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com, WTMJ. Joined today by none other than Brad Allen, Super Dad. Good afternoon. Any more, I always check in each week, any more sleep or you're looking nope. a little bit more nope. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Or? Yeah, he's starting to sleep a little bit more. But Yoga, uh, power naps, what's the... I don't know. I'm still trying to figure Babies it out. Babies up all night. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad's got some young ones, so yeah. he's having fun with that. But <laughs> great topic for everybody this week. And, and uh, this is something I, I, I think, Brad, you and I tend to get to a lot because it's just a pressing question. We, a few weeks back, we had some great talks on this topic out there in Sussex at the Civic Center. And, you know, I think a lot of people are overwhelmed, confused, probably a lot of different words we can use about Social Security. You know, big questions, right, on our statements. We get these questions about solvency and is it going to be there in the future? You know, the headlines can be really scary and stressful. But, you know, I want to kind of dive in and talk about Social Security, talk about how accurate is this information, and, and then we can dive in and, and I think maybe begin to discuss the importance of it. I, I think a lot of times people just assume you hit retirement age and you turn it on. But, you know, is that 62? Do you wait for full retirement, depending on your birth year? That's somewhere between 65 and 67. Or do you tap into that 8% growth at 70? It can be a big discrepancy there. Of course, it's hard to get accurate information. So a lot of people, I think, sometimes mistakenly, sometimes not, but sometimes mistakenly just turn it on early. And that, you know, sometimes isn't the wisest decision. But, you know, if you think about your income, I've used this analogy before as a stool, right? And imagine one of those old wooden stools has three legs to balance on, right? And, and you get to retirement. And I think this concept of income is so important. There was that study done by the, uh, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal. And they interviewed, you know, something like 100,000 retirees over the age of 65, and one of the questions that caught my interest was what made you feel the happiest financially in retirement? Not, not emotionally or otherwise, but the happiest financially. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Brad, when you read it, but I thought this has got to be one of these government, you know, reports that they spend $2 million to see what makes people the most happy, right? Kind of, a, you know, I'm being a little facetious here, but, you know, to me it was, in my mind, I was thinking no-brainer The people with the biggest balances are going to report that they're the happiest. Boy, was I wrong. The people that reported to be the happiest, in fact, were the ones with the biggest incomes. But if you sit down for a moment and think it through, Brett, I think that makes sense, right? Because, you know, the biggest question we get in the office is, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? In right. the business, what we would call longevity risk, right? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, those folks with good incomes, they don't, you know, whether you have huge balances or small, maybe you have different lifestyles, just about everybody's worried about outliving their assets. And if you have those big deposits coming in on the first month, who cares, right? You feel like you can drain the bank account every month because those new deposits are coming. So that made a lot of sense. So getting back to that income stool, some of us have that pension. We're fortunate enough to have that. That's a dying breed, right? We, we see that less and less out there. And then we have the nest egg, which, is, of course, is why we save to supplement retirement. But then we have Social Security. Well, if we can maximize that, get more out, we don't have to touch the nest egg. Starts to answer that question, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Yeah, a common misconception with Social Security, too, is right when you retire, you have to turn it on. And that's not the case. You know, I always like to think of Social Security as an asset that you have to add into the mix of, of the IRAs, the non-qualified accounts, the 401ks. You have to figure out when you're going to start drawing from this and what makes the most sense. And and one of those things that you should think about when making that decision are taxes. You know, maybe it makes sense early on in retirement to let your Social Security grow at a 8% growth rate. And maybe you should draw from the tax deferred accounts first because early on in retirement, you're in a very low tax bracket. Before you get to 70 and a half and the, the required minimum distribution start and uh, Social Security is fully turned on at that time, you have a lot of income coming in. So from a tax perspective, maybe it pays to wait a little bit and, and let Social Security grow and, and maybe draw from other accounts in the meantime. But that's all part of that retirement plan that you want to put together and see, okay, what is my income goal? You know, What do I want to draw from first? What makes the most sense? I think your income goal, Brad, is figuring out a way to pay for all those kids. Yeah, it's a lot of college tuition. I know, yeah. You're putting in the overtime here lately. (laughs) (laughs) I sleep in the office. I'm teasing you, though. But, you know, so that Social Security becomes important, but it's about that timing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, do I take it early, take the penalty, wait till full retirement, or enjoy that 8% growth? But, you know, when we come back, I want to talk about one of the big myths, which is, you know, is Social Security going to run out by the time I need it? You know, I think that's a question we all hear a lot. Again, on the statements, I think it's something around that 2033, you know, there, there's, you know, we can only find a certain amount on a dollar. And so we want to dive into some of those facts, walk you through it, and, and really help folks feel a little bit more confident, I think, and understand what's going on with Social Security and maybe how to think about that and address that. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon and welcome back. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. And we're talking today about a pretty important topic, I think, Brad. How do you maximize Social Security, some of the scary headlines? And I want to try to talk about some of the myths uh, you know, and, and walk folks through that. And we do have some classes coming up for folks that are interested in learning a little bit more. And it's actually a pretty pertinent class because this particular class, we're going to talk about not only required minimum distributions, taxation, how does this new tax law affect us? I think a lot of misconceptions there, but are there some ways not just only to, you know, control your tax bracket this year, but are there things you can do in early retirement or pre-retirement to really control it for 20 or 30 years, right? And there's some good opportunities, I think, with this new tax law. Mm-hmm. But we'll also dive into Social Security, how to maximize that, and really how all these somewhat complex you know, puzzle pieces can come together. So we're going to be over at Maggiano's, Little Italy there in Wauwatosa, on 
August 14th and August 15th at 10.30 in the morning, August 14th and August 15th. Unfortunately, these are filling up very quickly. I'm hearing that both of these are pretty close to full, but for folks that are interested in attending, you can register right on the website, wealthwisconsin.com under the classes tab. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can always call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226 to register. Now, one of the biggest myths, Brad, I hear when folks come into the office is, you know, is Social Security going to run out by the time I need it? There's this sense of panic that I have to take the reduced amount, take it at 62 because it may just not be there. Right. A lot of people come to the office and say, I'm taking it right away because I don't think it's going to be there in the long run. And Social Security is facing a shortage, uh, but it's not in danger of going bankrupt. This is the first year that the Social Security program tapped into its trust funds. And the Social Security Administration says if nothing is done, those funds, uh, those trust funds will run out in 2034. At that time, it's going to go down to 79% of benefits. So one thing I like to do, I like to take a look at why Social Security is struggling financially. So the first thing is baby boomers, right? There's 10,000 baby boomers that retire every single day. As this generation starts claiming Social Security benefits in greater numbers, there aren't enough workers paying into the system to make up that difference. And the other thing is people are living longer. When, when Social Security was first signed in 1935, life expectancy was much shorter. You could start taking Social Security at about 62, and people were only living to about 65. So when it initially started, you know, Social Security was only supposed to last a couple of years, and now people are living you know, the average 65-year-old today is now expected to live 20 years in retirement. So uh, it, it, people are living longer. They're taking more Social Security. So there are things that need to be done to make sure that this is uh, fixed in the, in the future. So uh, some of the things that can be done to fix Social Security. Social Security is collected through a 12.4% payroll tax, usually split down the middle between the employer and the employee. As it stands right now, the tax is imposed on income up to $128,400. So there's only a small percentage of workers who earn more than that, but those earners, those earnings are not being taxed. So what the Democrats want to do, their plan is to increase the tax on those high-income earners. So they might say, okay, the first 500000 that you make or the first million that you make in a year is going to be taxed for Social Security. So that's one thing that they're doing. Uh, another option is to raise the age workers become eligible for their 100% benefits. So for some people it's 65, some it's 66, some it's 66 in four months. You know, you're gonna notice that number keep going up so that the full retirement age, maybe by the time I'm there, is 80 years old. You know, Young Brad, <laughs> young Brad, you're gonna get it at 97, right? Brad, 97, yeah. so keep working there, buddy. And people are living longer, right? So they're, right. they're gonna work longer, they don't need to take it as early. So those are some of the things that they're talking about that they could do to maybe fix some of these problems going forward. Yeah, and I think the raising the age is more of the Republican-style plan. And, you know, you can tell I, I normally say I'm the brains and Brad's the beauty. But I guess here, Brad, <laughs> you're giving us all the facts here. So this is good stuff. But, you know, I definitely expect that something will be done to fix Social Security before the trust fund runs out. But based on history, Congress likely won't act until the last minute. So if you're already retired, your benefit will probably be safe. However, if you're still working, your Social Security benefits will likely look different than they are right now. You can include Social Security benefits in your comprehensive retirement plan, but I can't stress this enough. The long, younger you are and the further you are away from Social Security, the less I would count on that income. I don't want to scare people, Brad. I'm not suggesting that it's not going to be there. 
but it is very likely that it's not going to be there in the form that it is today. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have a savings plan and income plan where Social Security is going to be a nice bonus, maybe a lifestyle bonus, but it's not the backbone of your plan. I think that's the conservative and, and the safer way to make sure you're planning appropriately for retirement. When we get back, I want to talk about, you know, should I take Social Security on my 65th birthday? You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake. We have Brad Allen, financial advisor from the office, and we are joined this week pretty exciting by Matt, the big... uh, the big recent addition to the team here, Matt Testa. So it's great to have you on board, buddy. Thanks for having me today, Tony. Oh, it's just awesome to have you here. So today, Matt, we're talking about Social Security, you know, some of the scary headlines and and things of that nature. But we do for folks that want to send in questions. We have a great outlet for you. You can e- email those right at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. And Matt, I understand we got a question this week. Yeah, yeah, we had a question come in. Um, it's one of the most common questions in retirement. Somebody was wondering, how long will my money last? Um, and that's also one of the most difficult questions you can ask and answer in retirement. That's um, what we would call longevity risk, right? I mean, yeah. and, I, and I think it's pretty common. It's probably the, the most common question that I get. And I think it's the biggest underlying fear for most people is they, they want to know, you know, we've, we've had this, you know, decades and decades of savings, and it can be emotional transition, right? Suddenly, we're going from putting money in, but I also have income coming, and not only does that income stream stop, but now I'm taking money out of those accounts, and that can be pretty scary. Yeah, and once, once that income really cuts off and you get into retirement, it really kind of changes the way you look at how you're going to live your life. I mean, some people start spending more once they retire um, because they have more time to travel. They get into more hobbies like golf, which is a pretty expensive sport. So, I mean, you really just need to sit down, look at your expenses, write them out, make a budget, um, and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that budget part, you know, when you come into our office and we work on an income plan, for folks that don't realize, if you're tuning in for the first time, if you're a third listener, I'm joking here. I hope we have more than three, at least four or five. But if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, thanks for joining us. But um, one of the things we always offer to people is you can come into the office. We're going to give you a comprehensive income plan, a 360 approach. And and what I mean by 360 approach is we're going to look at all the facets of of your income, right? What what effect does inflation have on it? Even though inflation has been sub 2%, we're going to use about a three and a quarter percent rate. That's the hundred-year average to to be on a conservative side. We're going to look at growth rates of your portfolio. You know, taxation. Right. A lot of people forget that when they're making their income plan. If you're funding your income, that nest egg is primarily in your four hundred one k or IRA. Remember, every dollar that comes out is taxed at your ordinary income tax bracket. So we don't get to keep every dollar. So we have to look at taxation, you know, once we hit 70 half, require minimum distributions, but we can start to stitch this all together. So that's available for folks. If you want to come in, no cost or obligation will help you form that income plan and really start to answer that, that kind of pressing fear about, you know, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? So, you know, that that's an offer that we want to give to everybody. And, and you're welcome to come in and take a look at that. You know, and I think Matt was talking about the budget, 
that's one of the most challenging parts of that process, right? Because we can plug in all your account statements. We can look at different growth rates. We can explore different inflation rates, you know, but the hard part, Brad, I don't know if you, you experience this, but one of the challenging parts that I have is that budget. A lot of people just don't like to sit down and look at it. And they say, well, you know, I'm spending X thousands a month or, you know, 3,000 a month, 5,000 a month. Well, okay. But then we dig into it. We look at the state. Well, that didn't include travel. Well, that didn't include, you know, Christmas spending. That didn't include uh, the money I give to charity. So what, what we always try to press people for is, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out in a math equation, right? So if I can have accurate numbers, and that's the one part I don't control, it's really important. We want a healthy number there. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the questions. When I ask in the first appointment, what do you guys use for a budget, or, or do you guys keep a budget? You know, if they're a couple, they always look at each other and, and kind of do that little smirk and smile. And, you know, when you have enough income coming in from work, it's easy not to have a budget, you know. But when you're thinking about retirement, whether it's 10 years out or two years out or, or you're getting really close, you want to put that budget together. Know exactly uh, what you're paying per month in different areas, but especially what's going to drop off in retirement. Because if you're paying a mortgage today and you're not going to be paying it in 10 years, that makes a huge difference. And it makes a huge difference in how long your money lasts. So you want to have that budget. You want to be able to know what's going out versus what's coming in. Great, great advice. So, And for those that want a little bit more information, we have some great classes coming up. You can visit the website at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. You'll see the upcoming schedule. We're going to be over in Wauwatosa on August 14th and 15th. Do need folks to register ahead of time, though. They fill up pretty quickly, so we need to make sure we have an accurate head count and we can accommodate the folks that are coming. I do apologize. I'm getting some complaints that they're filling up really fast. I, I understand we're doing our best to get some more out there, but if you're interested, make sure you jump on that and get registered, or you can call us at 414 414- Four zero nine seven two two six. After the break, let's talk a little bit about timing of Social Security, Brad. What's the best age and how to really think and approach that. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back, and thanks for spending a little bit of your Saturday afternoon with us. This is Tony Drake with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm a certified financial planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. And we've got Brad Allen here today. Social Security, 500 different ways you can take it. Which one is the best one? That's right. Can we cover the rest in the uh, this last half hour yeah, here or so? Or <laughs> we'll really put people to sleep. Now, I want to talk about some of the, uh, you know, kind of common myths. I think this is a great topic. I, I think it's a really a pressing issue. A lot of my newer clients that come in really have this stress related, you know, around this issue. When do I turn it on? How do I turn it on? It's a difficult area to get accurate information. And one, the second myth I think, you know, that I hear quite a bit is should I start taking Social Security right on my 65th birthday? I think people in their minds have this tie to Medicare and when that starts or, you know, they hear the word retirement, you know, and they think that means I have to start it right when I retire or when I'm at a certain age, you know, even if I'm still working. There's even some language in Social Security called full retirement age, FRA, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean right when you retire. 
think the big part is to start thinking about it maybe as an asset rather than just an income stream. But do you get that question about timing quite a bit, Brad? Quite a bit, yeah. And a lot of people think, you know, I have to take Social Security right when I retire or it doesn't make sense to wait any any longer. And, you know, more and more people are coming to our Social Security classes and, and some of the, uh, the classes that we teach on retirement. We talk about Social Security. It goes up 6% per year from 62 to your full retirement age and from your full retirement age to age 70, it goes up 8% per year. So one of the things I ask in that class is, if you look out there at, at things like fixed income, CDs, you know, things like that, you know, what kind of rates are you getting on that versus what you're getting with Social Security? So a lot of times it pays to, to wait a little bit. Now, that being said, you have to look at what the actuary tables are for men and women. You have to kind of look at your family history as well because they have something called a break-even point. Uh, if you wait to take Social Security at 70 years old, how long does it take you to recoup what you would have gotten had you taken it earlier? And usually it's about 12 to 14 years that you have to live after taking it at 70 uh, to get what you would have gotten had you started at 62 and, and taken it for a longer period of time. Sometimes that's worth it. Sometimes if you're doing a plan as a couple, the higher of the two Social Securities is the one that stays. You know, So a lot of times one spouse will wait as long as they can so that, you know, the, the benefit is higher if they were to pass away, that their spouse would inherit that higher benefit. So there's all sorts of different things that you, you could do, but you just want to educate yourself on the best age to tap into Social Security. Many, many people think it's 65 is their full retirement age. But again, that's been going up over the years. So it, maybe it's 66 in four months. Maybe it's 67, depending on your age. That will be on that green and white statement that they send you in the mail. The top right-hand corner, it'll say at full retirement age. They'll give you what that is, and it'll say this is how much you would get. So what's, you know, when, when folks are, what are some of the questions, Brad, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. When folks come in and say, you know, 62, do I wait to, you know, full retirement's going to be between 65 and 67, depending on your birth year, or do I take advantage of that 8% growth from full retirement to 70? Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you want folks to consider or think about when making that decision? So a lot of people will ask, okay, if I'm going to wait on Social Security, I'm retired now, I don't want to work, I don't want to do a part-time job, I want to enjoy retirement, where do I draw from now? And, and there's a lot of different opportunities. Let's say you have a non-qualified account, meaning an after-tax brokerage account, you have an IRA, you have a 401k, and you have a Roth. What account makes the most sense to draw from right away? You know, if I was looking at that kind of plan, and let's say you just retire, there's no pension, you have no income coming in, you're in the lowest tax bracket of your life right now, right? Or at least the lowest tax bracket that you're ever going to be in and again, because at 70 and a half, the 401k and the IRA, you're going to start having to take money out of those accounts, uh, those required minimum distributions. So maybe early on in retirement, it makes sense to draw from those tax deferred accounts, especially now while taxes are tax Technically on sale, you know, the 15% bracket is now the 12, the 25 is now the 22. That's only for a temporary period of time. So a lot of people will draw from those tax deferred accounts right now and pay those taxes at a lower rate, knowing that they're going to be in a higher tax bracket later on down the road. So everybody's different. I think the biggest thing that you can do to really help yourself is to put it on paper and create a retirement plan. Start with Social Security to figure out when you want to take it, but that's going to change where you draw from, what your income plan looks like, and all that other kind of stuff in retirement. So you want to put that plan together. It's just about starting the plan. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and once you have that, it's going to be a lot less stressful. Great stuff. So what I want to do after the break, Brad, is 
explore a little bit. I have a lot of clients that come in and they tend to think, this is what I call myth number three, they tend to think Social Security is all that they need for retirement. So I want to walk people through some of the statistics and, and maybe uh, bust that myth a little bit and show people maybe how to think about that when you're creating your income plan and really exploring how you're going to fund this retirement of your dreams. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. Got Brad Allen here today, and we're talking through some of the, I guess, myths behind Social Security. It can be this, I think, big, foggy, smoke and mirrors. How do I approach this, and what's the best decision to make? And I think the biggest thing is there's not one decision that's right for everybody, regardless of who you're working with or how you're processing through this time period, make sure you talk to somebody, really make the best decision for you and your family over time. But I think one of the myths that I hear, Brad, is is Social Security all a need for retirement? You know, I think it's important to remember that Social Security is really only designed to replace about 40% of your income. And most people will need at least 80% of their pre-retirement income to maintain the lifestyle they want in retirement. Average Social Security benefit nowadays is about thirteen, fourteen hundred per month, or about sixteen thousand a year. But the average retiree is spending thirty-seven hundred per month, or about forty-four thousand plus per year. So, if you want to retire on your terms, I think you really need a plan that covers all areas of your your finances. You can't let retirement be a guessing game. I probably sound like a broken record, but that's why I really encourage people to have that income plan. Stress test it. You know, look at high inflationary periods. Look at low rate. I mean, you, you come in, we build a retirement plan. I can put in 12, 14, 15% rates of return. But, you know, who's really going to maintain that level of risk to get those type of returns every single year? You Sure, the numbers are going to spit out great, but it's just not very realistic, right? Same with inflation. We can put inflation at 1%. And sure, you know, your expenses don't grow that much, but that's just not very accurate. It's not safe. So you want to make sure you're stress testing and putting your plan you know, under different stressors to make sure that's working. Another one I hear, Brad, that you can help us with is, you know, when I get my Social Security, I won't have to pay any tax on it. I think the concept here is people think, well, they took some taxes out of my paycheck, so Social Security to fund it was a tax, so I don't have to pay any taxes on it, right? Well, maybe. Oh, that's (laughs) the wrong answer, Brad. We don't want to pay taxes. Come on. So in 1983, Congress passed an amendment following the federal government to to tax Social Security as a source of revenue. Uh, It was designed to affect about 1 in 10 Americans, but the income amount hasn't been adjusted for inflation for 33 years. So more than half of of, uh, everyone receiving Social Security owes at least some tax. On top of federal tax, 13 states uh, tax Social Security. The good news is Wisconsin is not one of those states. So what they do is they use what's called provisional income. So they look at your gross income for the year. So depending on your age, if you're in your 70s, that's going to be... 
you know, pensions, if you have a pension, that'll be uh, those required minimum distributions. Uh, so that's the gross income. Then they take half of what's coming in from Social Security. They take any tax-free uh, income, like a muni bond or something like that. They add all that up, and that number is what they call your, your provisional income. So the uh, the first 32000 that you make in a year is not taxed for Social Security, and then it goes up to 44000 is taxed at 50%, and then above that is taxed at 85%. So it's just like the tax brackets. Not everything's all taxed at the same level. It's in increments. Uh, but you just want to know that ahead of time. You want to know how the process works so you know what your taxation looks like in retirement. Yeah, and I think that ties into that bigger picture. That's why the tax strategies are so key, right? Because if there's things we can do to lower your MAGI, your modified adjusted gross income over time in retirement, maybe lower your RMDs by doing some bracket bumping tax strategies, mm -hmm. you know, then you end up not only having some money that you can enjoy income tax-free, but then you also may end up paying less on your Social Security, right? So if we can pay less taxes, you keep it more, what does that mean? Well, flashing back to that stool, I don't have to take out as much of my nest eggs so and my money lasts a lot longer. So I think that's really important to consider. Um, another myth I hear quite a bit is I'm too young to worry about Social Security. If you are years or even decades away from retirement age, I think it's still really important to learn more about it by, you know, maybe creating an account on the Social Security Administration's website. You can estimate your benefits, verify your annual earnings, make sure those are accurately reported by your employer. This is important because your benefits are based on your 35 highest years of earnings. And sometimes there are mistakes like anything else. So if you find one, report it to the Social Security Administration. When you reach retirement age, you can use that account to apply for your benefits. So it's an easy way to kind of track and stay on top of that. That 35 years of high earnings, Brad, that leads us back to some people say, what if I work part-time towards the end of the career? Is it going to affect my benefits? Again, like you said earlier, it's one of those maybe questions. Right. If I have 35 years of high earnings, then no. If it's going to fall into that 35-year formula, it could potentially pull the benefits down. So a lot of details to look through in some of these myths. When we come back, I want to figure, I want to talk a little bit through this concept of trying to sort through it on my own and a couple few other things that people really need to know about Social Security right now. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. We have Brad Allen here today, and first and foremost, want to thank you. I know you have a lot of listening choices, and we appreciate you spending the last hour with us. Uh, our goal here is to really bring you things of value when it comes to this you know, whole landscape of retirement. One thing, Brad, I never expected when I when I started uh, you know, working with retirees was that it can be a pretty emotional bridge. It can be a difficult transition. You know, I was so focused early in my career on understanding the numbers and the strategies, and that was a, a pretty enlightening experience to see. It is tough. You know, you, you make this tough transition. Sometimes your job was your main identity for 20, 30, 40 years, and, you know, you, your source of, of friends and social outlets, and, you know, you're sticking money in your accounts, and now suddenly no income. You're taking money out. It can be for some people, more difficult transition than others. So we hope you find this program useful. And my goal, of course, is to give you information that you can apply 
and really, you know, make your retirement and your income plan stronger. And we're talking today about Social Security. I think it's a key component to the income plan for retirees, whether, you know, you're getting close to retirement or recently retiring, and maybe you're trying to figure out, should I delay it? You know, and, and one of the things, you know, I think some people try to jump on, Brad, as they say, well, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. And it's probably a fairly complex topic. Yeah, I mean, Social Security is really complex, right? So it's important to understand how the government program works, number one. The difference in strategies you use uh, can can add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars over your retirement uh, period there. So you want to make sure you do it right. And the tough part about Social Security is once you pick a strategy, once you implement it, uh, there are some ways to to stop taking it, in, but but pretty much they call it deeming yourself in. Once you start it, that's that's what you're going to do the rest of your life. So it's important to have a plan for retirement and, and uh, a strategy for tapping into Social Security benefits. So you want to sit down with a financial professional to determine what's the best situation for you. So at Drake and Associates, uh, we help our clients maximize their Social Security benefits. We actually print out a report, a Social Security timing report, uh, that goes through mathematically what is the most you can get from Social Security versus if you took it right away and how much of a difference would there be. And then if you have a strategy that you want to take a look at as well, we can put that in there and show you the difference between mathematically the most and the one you're thinking about. So that is something that a lot of people come in and take advantage of. And you can take that report right with you to the the Social Security office if you want. It, it explains everything. Maybe if there's a spousal benefit available for you, it explains how to do it and what to say, all that kind of stuff. So that's something I would, I would definitely sit down with somebody and create a plan on what makes the most sense for you and your family. Yeah, I think it could be overwhelming. You know, a lot of people don't realize there's hundreds of strategies, strategies available. And, you know, again, depending on your income bracket, depending on what your goals are, some of my clients say, Brad, we want to spend as little as possible so we can pass on as much as possible to our kids and grandkids. There's some great tax strategies, ways to do that. I have other couples that tell me love the kids very much, and you know, but I hope they're saving for their own retirement. What's ever left is left, and then I have the third group. They're kind of, they're funny. They're my my favorites. They say, Tony, I love the kids, but boy, they better be saving for their own retirement. In the ideal world, you know, the day I pass away, my checkbook's going to balance to zero. I want to spend it all, but no rights or wrongs there. But as you can imagine, the strategies and the plans might be very, very different depending on the goals. So. We stress that a lot too. Make sure you're working with someone that's not just always pitching some product or hot new fund or average rate of return, but is really taking the time to understand what your concerns, your goals, and what's unique to you as a family or as a couple. One other thing I think is important, you know, that I want people to know that's happening right now. Social Security recipients really need to be on a lookout. There's a scam. There's a warning out about it now that these scammers are calling and they're pretending to be with the Social Security Administration. They're trying to get your personal information like Social Security numbers, you know, from potential victims. You know, it's pretty rare that the Social Security Administration will call you. So if you receive one of these calls, don't give out any personal information. Hang up, look up the number, contact the local office. If they need information from you, they'll have those questions on file. And the reality is, vast, vast, vast majority of the time they're going to communicate through mail. They don't email, and they very rarely ever make phone calls. So be really careful. That's pretty uh, prevalent right now, and it's going on. And for those of you, again, that want to learn a little bit more, we have some great classes coming up on August 14th and 15th. We're going to be over in Wauwatosa at Maggiano's Little Italy. 
And this one specifically hits this topic. We're going to be talking about required minimum distributions. Maybe there's some ways to avoid some of the taxation and manage that a little bit better. We're going to talk about Social Securities and the best strategies and how to um, really implement some of these tax strategies with the new tax code and Social Security. So you can register at WealthWisconsin.com, WealthWisconsin.com, or you can call us at 414-409-7226. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.